The scope of the nature play industry is huge. And in today's episode, we're going to be chatting with the founder of Environeers, Tamika Vasil. Before I start today's episode, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded. And for us here on the Sunshine Coast, that's the Kabi Kabi and the Gubby Gubby people. I would like to honour their song lines and their storylines and pay respects to the elders past, present and emerging. I would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which you were listening to this episode. Welcome to Raising Wildlings, a podcast about parenting, alternative education and stepping into the wilderness, however that looks, with your family. Each week we'll be interviewing experts that truly inspire us to answer your parenting and education questions. We'll also be sharing stories from some incredible families that took the leap and are taking the road less travelled. We're your hosts, Vicky and Nikki from Wildlings Forest School. Pop in your headphones, settle in and join us on this next adventure. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Raising Wildlings podcast. You've got me here today, Vicky Oliver, and I have the absolute pleasure of introducing you to one of the change makers that we have mentored through our Your Wild Business course. Now, Tamika Vasil is one of the successful Your Wild Business students, and we have watched her working so hard in the months that were leading up to the launch of her business, Little Environeers. And we were so, so, so proud and so elated for Tamika when she opened her doors. And I wanted to share with you some of the feedback that she gave us about how the Your Well Business program really helped her basically start her business. So she said, I've actually never participated in a course that gives me as much clarity and confidence as yours, and I'm currently studying a bachelor degree. Even my accredited courses don't give me as much value as this course. You have absolutely created a course that not only teaches people how to get their business up and running, you have shown what support and raising each other up can really do for the world. (sighs) So... (laughs) That's exactly why we created the course in the first place. We really wanted to help other people to follow their heart, creating a new way of doing business with purpose and passion. So we wanted to make it to come on here and join us in the podcast and share her experience in running her wildly successful business straight from the heart. being on the podcast with us, Tamika. Um, The first thing I wanted to ask is what First Nations land are you coming to us from today? Uh, We're coming from Wurundjeri land. Amazing. So if that's the case, um, do you want to tell me about your program? Like you you started out as um, perhaps something else and then turned into what you are now. Tell me all about your story. Yep, sure. So I started off in um, the early childhood industry working in um, long daycare centres, sessional kinders. Um, I've done a bit of family daycare. So for the past 15 years is my on and off around having children and things like that is mm. kind of where my background has come from. Um, I just felt like every time I went back, I um, I loved it, but I just felt like there were just so many things where I kind of felt um, like, hand, oh, like there was just so much red tape, I suppose, in terms of Anytime I had this incredible idea or I thought, oh, we could be doing this with the children or why can't the children play on this? Why are we constantly telling them no? Why are we constantly saying get down? It Something just felt like this is just not not right. And then I thought, you know what, maybe that'll change once I get into leadership. And so <laughs> yes, I, I, I thought that I could make 
make a difference. And so I became an educational leader at the previous service that I worked for, loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, really felt that I was able to get on board, like the, the team that I worked with was fantastic. But at the end of the day, there's always someone there that says, no, you can't do this and no, you can't do that. We're going to come back to that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was kind of like, oh, what do I do? Like I always had in my head, oh, wouldn't it be amazing if we could um, do something that was more out in nature but still keeping children safe and, Hmm. you know, so many of these things. But I'm a massive self-doubter. So I thought, well, I'm not going to be able to do anything with that. So just keep going and it wasn't until I was put in the position where I kind of needed to that I thought let's just go with it let's let's go with it see what happens and it's just authentically kind of unfolded and I found beautiful beautiful families and children that share the same values and we're just sort of it's just happening it's just (laughs) happening so what's happening is little environees tell us about that yeah, so um, Little Environees, we offer uh, playgroups for families where parents can stay on site and their children can um, enjoy. We use all recycled materials, um, very minimal resources that we would purchase, mm. but they need to be um, resources that can have a sustainability focus or that um, are more like thought provoking so we can sort of delve into where they've caught where they've come from how they've ended up into the workshops so um an example is um thrifting I do a lot of thrifting just yeah. to yeah to be able to give everything a um, a second life I suppose and then it helps us talk to the children about well what happens when we no longer want to play with our resources what can we then do with those and it's yeah. sort of I think families are able to open up their eyes a little bit more to to what they're purchasing. So we do the play groups, but we also do drop-off workshops, which is where we're really delving into, um, I guess, opening up children's oh, – some, some children who've come to the workshop had started with, they looked around and they were like, well, what do we play with? Because they weren't used to having – so many, I guess, lots of loose parts. We use lots yeah. and lots of loose parts. Like we've got these little curtain, um, the little circles. I don't know the correct terminology for yeah, them. Yeah, I know what, like you what you mean. Yeah, those yeah. and the things that the children have created with those has just been amazing. So mm. it's just trying to strip back all of what society seems to present to us that, that we need and then getting children to be able to use those resources through a nature immersion program, but also through weaving sustainability as our central core core focus. I love that. You've really niched into that sustainability idea. And I, I love that about people being able to bring their unique gifts and ideas and passions to a business. Um, so one of the things you mentioned before is that there was a lot of red tape when you were working within the system. One of the big barriers we have people saying there's so much red tape to start something on my own. It feels like there's red tape no matter which way you look at it. Which red tape has been more difficult to navigate? For me, I just felt like the red tape in terms of working in the system felt very much like there was just no kind of, um, it was just, whether it was a company or whatever it was, that's their policies, that's their procedures. So no matter what, sorry, this is how it's going. But when when I hit red tape, like I still do, still do. um, Yeah, I now see it as, okay, how can I overcome this? How can I alter my program that still sits with my values, my personal beliefs, um, 
how can I kind of navigate this that's going to maximize the learning potential for children, Mm. but sort of make sure, obviously, um, we're being safe. Uh, That's obviously the top priority is keeping safe. Yeah, always. Yeah, but I kind of, the the red tape is there. It's just, I find it fun to navigate now I know that sounds crazy but that's amazing yeah but that's what it is it's like you know even for us it was so scary to begin with because I was so used to like you get an answer and that's your answer and that's a no and um in the system there's not a workaround a lot of the time it's you just can consistently ask the question you consistently get told no and you're very lucky to get things changed whereas in the business as a business it's like well okay I got this no I'm going to keep exploring this. And you usually, and for the most part, we've always found a solution or we're still on the path to finding a solution. And it's so collaborative and everyone's working towards something similar. So it feels like you've always got somewhere to turn to get through what you need to to get through, Um, which is what I love about reframing that from a business perspective. Yeah, and I kind of feel like for me in the system was the last service that I came from, the team, we we managed to get an exceeding service and it was beautiful like really it, and it really came down to the relationships with the children and mm. um so so many that's what i truly believe that the team really really worked together um it wasn't that there was these elaborate you know these incredible things that were kind of um occurring they were just really it came down to those relationships with children mm. but ultimately I just felt like after that process, it was like, well, hey, I'm 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 not one that's kind of just going to sit there and say, okay, yeah, sure, because you told me to do that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to question that. So I was like, I can tell you why we got exceeding. I can tell you how how this happened. But hey, bottom line is that's not allowed throughout all this time. And to me, I really reflected on that and I thought, this is not okay. Like this is what we should be doing all the time. Yeah. And it should never be profit, you know, over children's quality and like education. And for me, I just felt like. Hallelujah. Yeah. To me, it just, I couldn't understand that. I couldn't understand it. And I thought that these children deserve this and these educators are so passionate. And I find that it's why so many educators are so burnt out in the system mm. because we're the hours above and beyond what you're getting paid to do becomes an expectation and to be honest the children end up suffering because the educator ends up being burnt out and they think well why am I doing this because ultimately I'm not seeing the rewards because I'm just constantly being told no all the time so yeah that's amazing that you know your experience reflects what we see consistently with people who are transitioning or who are still in the system and are, are asking those questions of themselves you know like all of the work that we do and what are the outcomes any different for children? Like what is it about, you know, our end result and goal is to create an environment where children are thriving. Is that what we're doing by doing all of this extra work? And that's what I love about owning your own business is that that can always be at the forefront of every decision that we make. Yes, yeah. And and I do feel like while, yes, a lot of that paperwork is super important um, and a lot of it is, you know, is really helpful, there are so many educators that just come in to the system that it's kind of like that those foundational skills like just those those relationships with the children i think it's that's where they're struggling and i think mm. why are you doing this when 
when you know like it's it just makes no sense and then it's the core of what you're meant to be doing yeah so I kind of I don't know after seeing it it's I still love to mentor educators in the system to be honest um to think creatively it's part of what I still do um it's a it is it's the core of me I really love that and yeah I've even had a couple of um, the team that I previously worked with they've come to the workshop Little Environies workshop and we've done a great session where it's like okay but why did you remembering their why why did you get into this how can we alter it and it tends to be there is yeah but what about leadership what about they're not going to do this I said so challenge them with the questions respectfully but challenge them as to why is this not okay or can you just can you expand on that ask those questions because yes ultimately maybe it's not the right service well maybe it's not the right service for you because there are wonderful directors and leadership teams that are doing great things in their services it's not yeah there are and I mean when I we come across and we came across one in Townsville recently and Nikki and I were both getting like goosebumps we're like oh this is somewhere we would actually send our children yeah because that's the thing it's not like they're not out there. It's not like there are there are these amazing educators and leaders out there. Um, we just need more of them, and we need yes. more people to be able to give you the tools and the words. Um, yes, to to challenge that because so many of us are not used to asking questions. Yeah, um, and pushing for what we want. You know, so many of us just know how to follow the rules, and that's the way it is, and that's just what what our workplace is. But it doesn't have to be. So that's. How amazing that you're giving people that voice. Um, what, one of your strengths in nature play is sustainability. Um, tell us about the role of sustainability in little environments and why that's such a huge focus. I guess for me, children are the change makers. They are going to be our future. And I think bringing it back to the foundations for me is like taking what we need from the land or even resources, rather than more than what we need, like being grateful for the mm. what's being produced for us, acknowledging, um, you know, the native flora and fauna. I'm definitely no expert. It's something that I'm learning. Um, but I feel starting to look at our impact, getting children to look at our impact of whatever we do has an impact. Every step we make has an impact. Everything we touch has an impact. So, the reason why sustainability, I guess, was important for me and to share that with the children and actually learn that with the children, to be honest, because I was, mm. I really haven't been the most sustainable person. It's a learning experience and it's still going. Absolutely. I feel like no matter what happens, if we know how to care for the land, take from the land only what we need strip things back to basics, have a look at it and think, do, is that really a want or is that a need? Mentally, um, our mental health, our, our souls, I guess, I feel we don't have that longingness for more. That's the pressures from society always. They're there. They're there through social media. They're, th- yeah. they're through everything. But I feel like through sustainability, it impacts everything like you're just you as a being you know as a human growing and you kind of feel grounded like uh, even myself just spending the time out there watching the garden grow we've got a little Mm. garden that we grow just the small little changes it's like wow we're doing that we are we are caring for that the children are caring for that nothing is in a straight perfect little line it's that's a mystery garden to be honest but I love that (laughs) But we get so much, we get education from it. 
from it. We feel so much pride from seeing what we've planted grow. And I just think sustainability is like so broad and it can come from well-being. It comes from, you know, an educational aspect. There's just so much in it that it's not just a matter of, I used to think of sustainability as, oh, which recycling, you know, which bin does that go in? But it's so much more than that. And I think incorporating that into nature just kind of, it just blends really well. It does. It brings it together and it contextualizes it. And I guess it starts us from the very beginning, right? Like it's embedded in the way that we see the world from a very early age. So they've always got that lens when they're making their choices. Yes. uh, Which is so, so important. What do you think, I'm going to take a little bit of a switch now. So what's been one of the hardest things about starting a business? Um, The self-doubt was probably the biggest, biggest Mm. hurdle to overcome. And then I found you guys. (laughs) I'm glad we could help. Yeah, you you guys were incredible because for me that was, I had all these ideas and I'll never forget my first chat with you two was because I had all these ideas. I was like, I didn't know how to bring them to the surface. So for me that your your business course was like an absolute must because that that really helped me um but I would say oh honestly self-doubt is right up there yeah self-doubt is to for me it was it was absolutely the hardest thing I can do anything for anyone else you ask me to do it no worries I'll, I'll you know climb the highest mountain to make sure it happens but when it comes to myself I can't and I can clearly can but now. yeah yeah I just self-doubt was the hardest thing the rest of it to be honest policies procedures you know regulations that that's always workable but the self-doubt I think was the hardest I think that's why we focus that on that in the first module because that self-doubt will make everything harder so if you can find a way to get around that from the beginning acknowledge it because it's always there like even you know six years into business Nikki and I still have moments of like oh are we doing the right thing or is this the the right way of doing it or you know do we know enough is always going to be there but as long as you've got that ability to acknowledge that that's what's creeping in and you've got the strategies to overcome it then the rest of it becomes so much easier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I think I remember there were, we, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but writing down um, the doubts and then burning that for me was like <laughs> amazing. And I was like, nothing I would have thought to have done without yeah. hearing that from you, but it was actually really like, wow. <laughs> powerful. Yeah, really powerful. Because sometimes um, it's that physical act of embodying those things um, with something tangible at the same time that makes it like you, you really have to take notice. You really have to take the time to think about it and not just be like, yeah, no, I've got self-doubt, but you actually have to drill down into it and, and work out what it is and then to flip it around so that you can use it to build yourself back up again and know that you are capable because clearly you are so capable and why not do it for yourself and what you value and you believe and for the children that will be in your care as opposed to someone else who doesn't value those things. So it's so, so powerful. So then what's the best thing about owning your own business now? To be honest, it is the the freedom. Like it kind of kills me at the same time. But <laughs> I, I find that I am so much less stressed now mm. compared to when I was working for a major a major, you know, a, a big company. And yes, you have the support of everybody behind you. And right now I'm doing this all on my own. Um, mm. 
that sometimes I do get overwhelmed, but at the same time, it's, I can't believe how different my life feels. Like it's just, I'm the mum that I wanted to be. I'm not working, like I was working ridiculous hours. It was like 14 to 16 hours a day. I Sometimes I know whatever lie I'd be getting home after midnight and <sighs> it was it was crazy, crazy. Wow. Yeah. So I, I just have that ability to be like, I've, I've built that network, that connection, those beautiful families around me that they understand when I say, look, I can't, my, my son actually just recently fractured his um, patella. And I was just so like, oh, I can't actually get back to anyone. I quickly just sent out a message. I will get back to you. This has just happened. And yeah. the community is just so supportive that they're, they're all their parents themselves so they understand mm. and it's like no you know Tamika do what you need to do it's okay you know they it's just so different it's it just is different so different yeah because they're talking to a person not just yeah. a, a faceless corporation yeah and I just I feel that connection is I mean that's what I always seek with children mm. is that connection those relationships and that's Yes, I had great relationships with the families working in the system, but this is different. This is, uh, it's totally, everyone understands, everyone everyone gets it and it's great. That's so amazing. So then the benefits then to your community in starting a business, what do you think those would be? Well, I feel like there was, a, not all children had access to quality education. Mm. And I think that when I say quality education it's not the academics of you can read you can yeah. write it's you know it's that broad broadness um where we can kind of weave it into our nature play and expand on their existing knowledge um now it's like I have families that travel uh upwards of 45 minutes so 45 minutes to an hour to attend and I would never have thought that initially when we were looking at their child attending I was like oh you know (laughs) are you sure type thing that that's okay but I didn't notice the gap like I thought I was the only one to be honest and it wasn't until I actually saw Wildlings Forest School that I was like oh I'd love for my children to be here but we're in a totally different state and I was like how can I make like something like that happen and then I thought oh I'm going to be on my own and it just flourished like without really doing too much it's just there's a need for it yeah Yeah. you know what I'm like you're my kids aren't young anymore but I would travel like when I first moved when I moved to Mackay I was actually um about 50 minutes out of Mackay and I would travel into Mackay almost daily for connection yeah so people will travel they will travel if it's something that they want they will they will make that time to go because it's so important yeah you know it's one thing to have connection and another to have it through shared values yes yes the shared values is so important and I I remember too actually um in my little gap I actually studied beauty therapy and I was um, training and I remember driving I drove 50 minutes to Mm. take my younger son to to a service and it was because the relationships of those educators with my son that they weren't doing anything mass you know fantastic and it actually wasn't even a nature play service but that relationships and I felt like my child was respected cared for and loved that I took that drive and it that's where I was like, surely there's more parents like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there may not be a, a million, but there's enough. There's yes. enough that will that will seek that out. And then the more that people see 
what people are getting out of your programs, that that has been biggest for us is that word of mouth and people going, well, I want to be part of that as well. It's like you're so stoked about going and you will not meet with me for coffee because you've got your playgroup on. Yeah. Maybe this is worth coming to. Yeah, yeah. I want to come to your program. (laughs) (laughs) I want to come to your program. Um, And that's what I love about this community is that we're helping to empower. Like, you know, Nikki and I, when we look back on our goals for like, you know, the first couple of years, we're like, we want to be in Sydney and we want to be in all the places and then quickly learned that that was not a realistic goal for us in terms of achieving that freedom. And so helping people build their own business is actually far more rewarding than us building wild things everywhere because it's so place-based. We don't know your place. We don't know what it is that makes you unique and what skills and talents and nurturing that you bring to your space and that's what we love seeing when people bring their, build their own businesses because we couldn't replicate that if we tried and nor should we because you know we want people to thrive in their own communities and find that connection with people that know you and your space so we're so so excited to see you know your business flourish um I'm gonna shoot some rapid fire questions at you and then we'll, we'll wrap up so I'll do that first and then um, we'll find out more about little environees but at the moment, what's your favourite book? Like what's your favourite book of all time or something that you're reading now that our listeners might get value out of? Well, to be honest, um, I've been reading this book for quite some time. I got um, a beautiful parent, gave it to me when they found out that I was moving on from my position. It's Dare to Lead by Bren Brown because I feel like for me, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I know it's been around and everybody's read it, but for me, I I needed that. That helped with the self-doubt. Mm. And I was like, I can do this. I can do this. Mm. Yes. She does amazing work. And I feel like no matter what point you are in your life, there's always something that she's done that you're like, yes, yeah, to hear that. I don't need to remember that. Or yeah, she's amazing. So that's a great recommendation. Um, Where do you go after a tough day or a tough week to reset and uh, connect and ground yourself? Well, to be honest, um, anywhere in nature is Mm. great, but I actually have these beautiful tree gum tree that's in my backyard and it has the most amazing bird life you know comes and sings there so I do have um two American staffy dogs who are pretty wild so Mm. (laughs) usually when they they haven't yet come out to the backyard or even at the end of the night I can just hear that and for me Mm. I don't really need to go far it's just looking for something super simple um and I will kind of just walk walk out, I make sure I don't have shoes on and I just stand there mm-hmm. on the grass and just listen, just listen. Oh. Yeah. So if the children, if my children, as we all know, <laughs> your own children, I find so much harder. Um, but I feel that even when they're so overwhelmed, um, I, my children, some of them have additional learning needs and have really, really struggled. So they really need that connection. Even that too, it's just listening just taking Mm. that deep breath in and just standing there we're doing absolutely nothing but standing there and that it really helps do you know I think that's so important for people to remember the simplicity that nature doesn't have to be complicated or that you don't have to go to a vista that's overlooking or the you know the ocean or whatever It, it is just as simple as finding that space and just slowing down and feeling your breath and stopping yeah yeah 
Because for, for me, I am someone that I love to go and look at the waterfalls. I love to go to the beach. Mm, I love to do all of too. those things. Yeah, but I just don't have time. Like we've got six children. It's, oh, wow. yeah, super, super busy. <laughs> yeah. Like you had that many. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's like we're a big, big um, blended family. family. So, yep. yeah, I I don't have time. I really yeah. don't have time. And I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to just go there, but I can't. So I just had to look at what I had. And I'm in the yeah. suburbs too. I'm not on some beautiful land that I dreamed to be there. I'm not there. I'm in the middle of the suburbs. And this one tree, just like I remember when we purchased the property, I was like, that tree stays no matter what that tree stays. <laughs> no matter how many foundations that one's digging up, we're not cutting it down. No, we're not cutting it down. And it was just I am a simple person and I feel like yeah. – we, everyone around us, that's probably my biggest advice to, to everyone is it may just be this one flower that's growing or whatever it is, but yeah. if you can just stop and appreciate that growth, you will notice that you instantly feel calm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Such great advice. Okay. Um, if you had one thing to change in the education system, what would that be? The restrictions, I guess, <laughs> around, oh, I can't even, I can't even put it put it there I I feel like it's the expectations I suppose that we put on children and what Mm. they should be doing versus what they are doing I find the biggest thing I'd see would be all these developmental checklists that we would need to compare against and while some do have value I do feel it was a matter of this child's not doing this, this child's not doing this. But do you know what? They probably are doing that in something that interests them. And yeah, that's what I'm finding, even with my own children, is if they are doing something that's interesting them, I'm I'm not homeschooling. Um, no, I, I know what you're saying though, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I take my hat off to everybody that is. I found a beautiful school that supports um, my children. And the difference is they look at my son from a strengths-based perspective rather than where he's, the, what, what he's not meeting. The, oh, the it's amazing. Box. Yeah. And it's hands-on. It's super hands-on. He's not expected to just sit. And I feel like removing those restrictions of like that, exactly what you'd said earlier as don't ask questions, don't, you know, like yeah. where people are not asking questions. That's what I feel from the previous school was happening. Whereas when children are encouraged to be who they are and educators extend on those children's interests, you can meet all of the learning outcomes when you're following a child's interests. Powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. Absolutely. All right. Um, where can we find out more about your work? Tell us more about, your, you know, where can we find you on the web or on socials? Yep. So I have a website. It's just www.littleenvironeers.com. And at the moment, I just don't have time to do any of the other socials. So I'm just stuck on Instagram. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, but Instagram's my favorite playground. Yes, (laughs) it's my favorite one. So we're just at at Little Environeers on Instagram. And did you say that if people mention wildlings to you, there would be some sort of um, benefit to them? Yes. So I would like to, anybody who would like to try us out, they can come for a total free playgroup um, session. Amazing. And I think it would be amazing to see wildlings families um, <laughs> <laughs> coming along, seeing if we share the same, yes, sharing the same values, connecting to the community. Our community is fantastic. So. Oh, I'm so excited for you, Tamika. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today I honestly um you know myself doubt sometimes creeps into 
um, are people getting what they need out of our course? And then when we talk to you um, and other members, it just reminds me of why it was so important for us to create it in the first place. And I'm so, so, so glad that we did because I'm, I just think that so many children are going to benefit from what you're providing. And we're so grateful that you have. So well done for getting through the self-doubt and making it happen. Thank you. And I honestly just massive, I, anybody who is considering it needs to jump in because I couldn't, I would not be where I am today without you both. And I think what you created was just honestly magical. It was so helpful. The support is just incredible. Even the community of all the nature play businesses that are all getting up, they're so wonderful. We're all connected, um, reaching out to each other. And that that would be things that you don't see because it's in our personal little inboxes, <laughs> but you've created an incredible community and I'm so thankful for that. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. It's amazing. Oh, you know, join us because we, we love it. We love it so yeah. much. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Tamika. Have a great day. Thank Thank you. You too. We are so, so proud of what Tamika has been able to accomplish in her business. She has done all the hard yards, all the hard work to get her to where she is today. And I just wanted to let you know that if something like this sparked your interest or you've been thinking about starting some sort of outdoor program, your own version of a wild business, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about our Your Wild Business program. It's a Kickstarter program like no other. It's specifically designed for teachers, forest school leaders, outdoor recce's and early years educators who are ready to leap into the big wide world of business. And if you want to take the guesswork out of starting from scratch and more importantly, if you want to avoid the three most common mistakes others have made when they have started their nature play business, then head to wildthingsforestschool.com forward slash wild dash business and check out the exclusive training to get you started on the right path towards your own wild business journey. We'll also share with you our proven seed sprout blossom framework that will help you create an H-Play business deeply rooted in community values and purpose, just like Tamika's done. So again, head to wildthingsforestschool.com forward slash wild dash business to check it out. And as always, we love doing this journey with you, whether it's talking about people starting their own businesses, whether it's about getting more children outside, whether it's about breaking through those barriers that have held us back from living a life where we're truly thriving and joyous. We love doing this journey with you. So until next week, stay wild.